This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast, the Masters Class. That's right. We're here with our Masters of the Ring. Don't forget, the Masters Class drops each and every Sunday morning, and you can only hear it right here on the Busted Open Podcast. So uh, we have a good one, and that's with our Masters of the Ring, Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer. Bully, Tommy, hello. How are you both today? Hello there. Hi. And I will say this. Uh, Tommy and Bully, I think we've gotten a lot of positive feedback from the Busted Open Nation on our Masters class. Also, a lot of positive feedback from actual wrestlers about our Masters class as well. And I feel like today's episode's a good one, and it's a lesson learned. And that is time limit expired. And it's when certain segments or certain matches go too long, sometimes in a good way and sometimes in a bad way, and how a match or a segment going long could completely derail the rest of the show. And I think Tommy and Bully, you both can speak of this. Uh, So this is an interesting one. And Tommy, uh, time limit expired. How have you dealt with a match or a segment going too long on live TV? Man, it's uh, I've experienced it a lot of times when I would talk about it uh, pressure wise. ECW really didn't have time constraints. Um, We didn't start having time constraints until pay-per-view. And when I saw it first where, hell, we are in it, was barely legal. When we're looking at the clock, you understand when it was a pay-per-view business model, if you didn't hit a certain time, it was it. Pay-per-view just shut you down. Um, You were at their... Um, discrepancy and it was just like here are our rules follow them or else you're off pay-per-view you're not going to make money and it was the whole uh, Raven has to do a run-in and we're waiting for it waiting for it and and it was just this like big big moment and it was running late because other matches started going heavier um, in time and again there was no time parameters we used to just eh, go between this and this. If you were attending a live show, it was different. Our TV shows were severely edited. Um, and it was, if you had the best match, <clears throat> we would try to put it in there. Um, that's kind of why we all had that mentality of top of this, because you're also, you're fighting for television time. Um, so the show goes off the air and moments after the show goes af- off the air, the generator blew. So it was one of those things that in the most real life, like time where the, uh, the bomb is going to go off. We had the bomb go off the, it could not take the venue at the time could not take the amount of pressure, uh, in the sense of heat, (laughs) the generator and it blew and the building went dark. And we were also then figuring out, did we go off the air on time? We did, um, backstage. It was very, very, uh, a lot of turmoil. And so we kind of learned it from there. But after that, man, we were we were always great on time in ECW on our pay-per-views. And again, we had no real restraints or limits. We kind of knew where we were. A few matches maybe, but then it was honestly like the boys kind of 
took care of each other with that. Like, Hey dude, you can't do that ever again, blah, blah, blah. Cause you know, it affects the whole card. There's also the, the saying you can't be early, but you can't be late. And it's like, what type of conundrum am I going to be in? Uh, I've seen it. I recently just saw it in NXT in the underground match where they had the three people there for the Olympian. One guy, a giant guy, is just waiting for this guy to turn around as opposed to clubbing him in the back to make him turn around. But I get it. It's a developmental. And, you know, they're waiting for their moments, but just like what they're waiting for is what they're being told to wait for. Um, and it was seconds, but it's a long second. It's like, I'm going to punch you. I'm going to punch you. Oh, when you turn around, I'm going to punch you. Oh, there he is. And to duck my punch just to get suplexed as opposed to, hey, he ain't there. Club him in his back, spin him around. Then he ducks. It shows a little bit more something. Um, when you're writing television, when you're writing pay-per-views, <clears throat> pay-per-view business model isn't the same. Um, when you have like Peacock, when you have these premium live events, it's different because the parameters time-wise you're on the network. If you're also doing television, yes, that's when you have time-wise. And I don't think a lot of times, I mean, Jerry Briscoe's job was a lot of times he'd be timing the show and was masterful at it and then be like, Hey man, we are way over. We may have to make cuts. And when you make cuts, your segment got cut because of something, something, and a lot of times it's, you know, promos take up time, matches take up, entrances take up time. Um, and then the other part where people don't really think about the bigger picture, like promo packages, you know, the entry, the opening of, you know, Monday Night Raw is how many seconds? And you got to keep on factoring all these times into your show. Or if I'm going to have a wrestler cut a promo in the back, live is one thing. But if I'm going to do... Uh, a pre-tape and air it like it's going to be live. Hey, this thing was supposed to be a minute. It went a minute 30. Where do I take that 30 seconds? And I'm already airing it to the crowd. Where? What happens to that 30 seconds? Well, then your entrance. Yo, dude, you have to go to the ring. We're not airing it on TV. Well, I could do my minute, my entrance. That's normally in a minute, 30 seconds. Well, it's a long runway, blah, blah, blah. These are all adapting towards times. The worst I ever saw it uh, would be all in. Um, and it was the entire back was screaming for the guys to like end the match. And I believe you said, because uh, we talked about this before. It was Okada was it? and Marty Skrull. And it went. And that match went way minutes. over in the allotted yeah. time. And the guys that got us to the dance. And I mean, also think about the magnitude of that match. Ray Mysterio's in it. The Young Bucks are in it. There's a lot of heavy hitters. That was the main and event. Then also, so just to, just to clarify, so the Okada Marty Skrull match went almost 30 minutes. Went way long. The main event that night for All In was Abushi and uh, Nick and right and the Jacksons, the the Young Bucks, and they went up against Ray Phoenix, uh, Bandito, and Ray Mysterio. And that main event wound up being just about 11 minutes long because they had to cut it short because the Okada-Marty Skrull match went so long. With a Chris Jericho surprise running. And I know it seems like a lifetime ago, but this was a heavy deal, a heavy, heavy main event. Um, And, I mean, the back people are getting pissed. 
There's all these factors going on. It's a high pressure situation. And I remember I just literally turned to the young bucks and I, and I just said, Hey guys, I understand this, but the people paid to see you and you're going to give them what they paid, but then you're cutting stuff out on the fly that talks to the professionalism of all the talents out there. I wish there could have been a rematch to really give that match the time that it needed and deserved. Unfortunately, it never happened ever again. Uh, so it's very, very important that if you stick to your times, because there's the trickle down effect. If you have nine matches, think about this. You have nine matches and five go over by a minute. Or let's go six go over by a minute. Do you know that the Hulk Hogan versus Iron Sheik was a five-minute match? So guess what just happened on your card? We just scratched Hulk Hogan versus Iron Sheik. Not going to happen, but just think about that magnitude is if every match goes long. Again, old school Madison Square Garden shows. What happened, Dave? 11 o'clock. Ding, 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 ding. Curfew. Whether it was real or whether it was worked, because I've heard it was worked, but it was great because it made you kind of want to come back and see it. And I and I and I have a and I have a question because I don't know. So I'm actually learning from you both here. I remember watching a match from the Meadowlands uh that I was at back in 1984 and it was Pete Doherty against uh the Duke of Dorchester, Pete Doherty going mm-hmm. up against Mil Mascaris. And the match you could tell even the fans and attendants were getting a little bit like itchy. It was going very very long. And then Captain Lou Albano came out and circled the ring. And Gorilla Monsoon, you know, sold it as, hey, Captain Lou's out there to scout. But I'm guessing that's probably Captain Lou telling everybody, come on, let's wrap this up. Let's end this match now. Because almost immediately after Captain Lou left, the match ended. So that, I guess, would be an old school way of getting people's attention to end the match. You're saying that everybody in the back is screaming and yelling about Marty Skrull and Okada. Like, what could be done to get that message out to Okada and Marty Skrull to, like, guys, end this match. You're going way too long. Well, either you send the locker room out and they beat the, everybody up in the match. <laughs> um, and the the referees were doing their job. It's just sometimes wrestlers weren't listening. No, it's called selfishness. 11 minutes, 11 minutes over is grounds for execution the minute you come through the curtain. 11 minutes? You're that fucking selfish that you went 11 minutes over on a show? That means that all you care about is yourself and your match. And you don't care. I- I'm going to get over me, 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 me. You go over a minute or two, it's understandable. It can happen to just about anybody. 11 minutes? If that was the WWE, their bags would have been packed and ready for them the minute they came through the curtain. So let's call a spade a spade. It's selfishness. And Dave, um, you know, it's like that in every sport. If you have to take the winning shot in the NBA championship and you're dribbling the ball, blah, 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 you're taking your time, taking your time, and right before, and then you shoot it, and you make it, didn't count. The buzzer went off. Now in baseball, why is baseball using a pitch clock to speed up the game? For what reason? Entertainment purposes. And you're seeing older players are having a hard time adapting to it. Why? Because they're older. They need a little bit of time between pitching, as well as like 
but the younger players are all thriving with it because they've been doing this in college. Uh, it, you know, old school basketball, there was no shot clock. And these guys would dribble the ball around and run away from to, you know, keep a victory as opposed to when the shot clock came out. Why? Because it was boring. Um, you know, going over is one thing and going in under, under is another thing. And I'll tell you one last story from my experience, because, like, you know, we've all said we don't want to go. Uh, we don't want to go over. But then there's the other part about going under. And when you come through the back and one Vince McMahon says, do you know how much I get paid for commercials? Let's say it's a million or two million dollars for 30 seconds. And you went a minute under. I was investing two to four million dollars in you. And you didn't give me that time. Maybe I'll invest it in someone else. Now get out of here. Do you know what you feel like? And then guess what? He's right. That's the you can't be early and you can't be late. You know it on this show. Hey, we have certain times you got to take a commercial break. And if I'm about to make my my main point and I'm not hitting it, guess what? My main point is lost. We have seen it on pay-per-views before in the history of wrestling. Um, we have have seen it on television shows a bunch of times where you're like, wait, what happened? You got to fix the kinks uh, of all of it because your chain will then break. Um. You know, I'm just giving you my experiences from what I've seen and I've seen it so, so much. And then, yes, you have to or matches that you see live and then they get completely cut when you watch them and in the editing room. All right. They're locking up. Well, they locked up three minutes later. This is where the match is going to start then. Or, hey, this television show is over. Where do we start chopping out time? When you're live, you can't do that. When you're edited, trust me, it happens, and it still happens. Yeah, and most TV, especially wrestling, is live. And, you know, all in, and I and I always say it on Busted Open, that that's one of the most historic wrestling cards for what it spawned. At the time, you know, we didn't see a sellout arena if it wasn't the WWE for almost two decades we saw it with All In, and it also spawned what happened later with AEW. If that show ended in the middle of the main event, we may be looking at the landscape of pro wrestling completely different. If that would have signed out, like you said, it was it had to be over at a certain time, which was you know uh, eleven p.m. Eastern time, you know ten p.m. Uh, Central Chicago time. If that went over and that ended in the middle of the main event, we might be looking at a completely different history when it comes to all in. Uh, Bully, uh, time limit expired. What are some of your experiences in your career with going over time? Well, I'll uh, give you very specific matches and very specific locations and very specific times that uh, stood out to me. And I think I've told these stories before but since we're doing the master's class on these topics i i'll tell it to you again the first that comes to mind is tlc2 in the houston astrodome at wrestlemania 17 i think we all know the match by now 
the first triangle ladder match that took place at WrestleMania 2000, we had created something um, different. We took the ladder match to the next level because that was just a triangle ladder match. And our goal was to go out there and do the best we can and steal the show and try to outdo what Sean and Razor had done with the inception of the ladder match back at WrestleMania 10. And after that, as we know, at SummerSlam 2000, there was um, TLC1. After the triangle ladder match in TLC1, when we got word from creative that we were going to do TLC2, we knew that we had to do something unique, something special, something different. We had to top everything that we had done before. So we knew where we were going to be on the card. We were going to be in the fourth spot. And we were in this weird spot on the show because nobody who was working on top or in an advertised main event wanted to have to follow us. They didn't want to be anywhere near where our match was. Originally, the match was given 21 minutes with entrances. So let's just say you speed up your entrance and you can get it done in about a minute to a minute and a half, which gives you no time to smell the roses, which you always want to try to do because you never know if you're getting back to that spot again. By the time we had gotten to... I'd say maybe a match or two before us, we had got cut down to like 16 minutes. 16 minutes for a TLC two match that had three unique run-ins, all this action and high spots and storytelling, yada, yada. We knew that we had, that everything that we were doing in the match meant something. And we couldn't cut anything out. There was legitimately nowhere to cut from the match. The only place we could cut from was our entrances. So we agreed to blaze through it, which we did not want to do. And in agreeing to blazing through it, we that meant we all agreed that if we go long on WrestleMania, we're all going to bite the bullet. And we're all going to take the take the, you know, the, the ash chewing, but in taking that ash chewing, we knew that we were going to steal the show and getting cut that much time on a match like that is very difficult to deal with. You know what the worst part about it is, Dave? What? The anxiety, the anxiety of getting cut and knowing that you may be able, you might not be able to do it. The anxiety of, the unknown of rushing through spots that are dangerous, not being able to register the right way, not being able to sell the right way. The shit that goes through your mind can become very overwhelming. But we went out there and did it in four, I believe it was 14 and a half minutes. Think of doing TLC two in 14 and a half minutes. The, the, when I go back and watch it now and I analyze the match, I would, I would come on the show on busted open and be like, Holy shit. Those guys were going a mile a minute. It was a spot fest. I would, I would probably compare it to like a young bucks match or, you know, or a Kenny match because we went so fast, but we had to go fast. 
we had no choice. So that's the first one that comes to mind. And the second one that comes to mind, we went long. And this was in Madison Square Garden. And Can I interrupt I, you for a second? Just yep. And then you get back to that story. Uh, Dave, I talked about this was leading up to my only match ever on WrestleMania. And I did the Battle Royals. It got cut. I was told the day before my match is not going to air. And that was the eight man. Why? Because they were giving another match more time. And I was just like, and we had crushed it uh, the week before every single night, tearing it up and going as long as 25 minutes, as short as probably 14 with eight, you know, entrances. And then it went from, hey, your match kept losing time to then it's canceled then to, hey, I don't even remember how much time my match was, but I was just like, uh, we got to do this with how many entrances and the entrance is the length of a football field. Let's just bring everybody out together. Well, you guys are coming through the crowd, blah, 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 coming through the crowd. Like, hey, guys, we got to get to the ring. Why? Because we got to have our WrestleMania moment. And you talk about stress besides all the other stuff going on. Like, or, you know, the night before, like, oh, my kids are here and like people are here and you're going to have just to get it canceled. It's, it's deflating. And then to the point where I think they were going to give us four minutes. And I was just like, why even bother doing the match? We're going to have a two minute match with eight people. Anyway, continue. I mean, plenty of times, Monday Night Raw, live SmackDown, they would come to you and say, you know, if your match wasn't that important, hey, can you get this Can you get this match done in two or three minutes? You want me to go out there and have a tag match and tell a story and get a hot tag in two or three minutes? How about you fucking go out there and do it? That's that's basically the mindset that you're in because you know it's it's next. But you're just you're just running through stuff. You're not you're not telling any stories. You're just running through stuff just to get it done. Anyway, back to the time limit. This was a, an incident where me and Devon had gone over our time drastically. And I have told this story before. This was Madison Square Garden live SmackDown when me and Devon were supposed to join the RTC, the right to censor. At the very end, me and Devon decide not to uh, join the right to censor. I said something to the effect of putting people through tables is wrong. Then I don't want to be right. And I popped Stevie Richards. And we did something with Val Venus. And we did something with Bull Buchanan. And then we did the get the, we did the what's up to get the tables. And then we put super bomb Stevie Richards through a table. We wound up going five minutes over on live TV. Now, earlier I talked about selfishness. I can guarantee you this was not selfishness, but to this day, I cannot figure out how we went over by five minutes when I go back and watch it because I know we did everything that we discussed with our agent. So to me, it might've just been timed out poorly and there was no way in hell we could get it done in the time allotted. Anyway, we blew the roof off of the garden that night. If you don't believe me, just go on the WWE network and watch it. It was a hell of a moment um, uh, for the TV show. It was just, it was just great business all around. And when we went up the ramp, as I've told you before, I could, I just barely was make able to make it through the curtain 
to go into the gorilla position. And right on the other side of that curtain was Vince McMahon. And we are no, the tips of our noses were basically touching. And he looked at me and he said, if you ever go five minutes over on my live television show again, it better be as good as that. And he walked away. He was basically telling me, you took a huge risk tonight. Normally, your ass would have been fired, but that was good business, pal. And if you ever fuck up like that again, it better be that good. And that's a hell of a, you know, a, a slippery slope to walk with Vince and a live TV show. And, and Bully went through it. Uh, I went through it. Bully on a, on a different time or a longer time when you have rock and Austin doing a promo segment or a DX doing a promo segment where we got to see how long they got to go and where do we fit in if we are still having that match. And uh, honestly, like, in, you know, I always like to also talk the sports aspect of it. One of the greatest Super Bowls of all time, the Titans. Do you remember when the guy's reaching? They just ran out of time. And we don't have the Titans ever winning a Super Bowl. If they had one more play, if they would have sped up or done something. And Dave, how many times in all sports, what do they do? They look up at that clock and they're like, oh God, oh God, <laughs> time's running out. Mato, Mato, Mato. I was joking about it before, but every Rangers fan knows what I'm talking about. They're about to, you know, go into the Stanley Cup. But like when you're in, you're playing that and they, they pull the goalie, that that's such an excitement time if you're, Winning, oh, my God, hold them, hold them. If you're losing, oh, my God, score, score. And everyone's looking, and that clock, it, it, that's the sports of the sports entertainment. And I can see the anxiety that it must if go you're, in. If you're one of the, Dave, real quick, last thing for me. If you're a woman working in the WWE and you have a match at WrestleMania that is not a championship match, if you're not Charlotte Flair or Becky Lynch, or I'll even say Bianca right now, maybe Rhea. If you're not one of those girls, if you're like in an eight-woman tag or a women's battle royal or some kind of, you know, multi-women match that you know they're just trying to get you on the show, you know damn well that if something is getting cut, they're the first ones getting cut because it's happened so many times in the past. Yeah, because I think we've heard stories of like Natalia and the Bellas where their WrestleMania matches were cut because of time restraints. Five minutes before. Could you imagine what's going on in your head? The the getting pumped up, you're going out there for WrestleMania and the women take a lot of pride in what they do out there because they know they're getting very little time and they're trying to make themselves stand out and at least do something that they can entertain the people and be proud of. And you're five minutes out there from, you know, five minutes away from going out there and you're all pumped up and ready to go and super psyched. And you're in that zone and you're all taped in and your gear looks great. and Your hair is perfect. And your and your makeup is exquisite. Your match just got cut. Hey, Dave, uh, we're also heartbreaking. You know, heartbreaking. We're talking about this on, on the tales of the MSG SmackDown show where the bloodline really did officially break up. I watched that and there was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. Edge and Grayson Waller. They have a Waller effect. And then what happened? Ed, there was one match and then Edge is the next match. 
the match is made in that Waller segment. I went and looked and I was like, I think this is about 11 minutes before Edge has to get dressed. He was in street clothes. Same with the Grayson Waller kid. But Edge, if you look at his outfit, plus he's an older guy, it takes a lot longer to get dressed. When you, as soon as that segment air ends, you go through that curtain, the gorilla position, long as can be, don't know. Well, I mean, I know where the locker rooms are in WWE, but by the time you get to your position, putting on your knee pads, boots, whatever, it takes time. And then you got to go back to where you were. That to me would have given so much. Every wrestler has the dream of I'm going to the ring and I don't have my boots on. That is, we almost got to see that live. By the time, whatever your routine is, like push-ups, jumping jacks, I don't know. Everybody has their own different ones. I got to put oil on. I also got to grab this robe. But from that moment of leaving that to dart down steps or through a ramp to get to the locker room, to probably get dressed for a major match on live television, probably he had to do that in about four to five minutes. Crazy. I mean, I, guys, I love these stories that you shared today. The anxiety in some of the stories, I was feeling it as you guys were describing these stories. And I think a lot of fans are now going to realize when they're watching a Monday Night Raw or an AEW Dynamite, just what goes in to the segments. And if you go too long, something's going to get cut. And at a WrestleMania, if you go too long, somebody's dream match that may never happen again could get cut. Uh, it's, go ahead, Bully. Uh, live television in the world of sports entertainment, especially in the WWE, is one of the most nerve-wracking thing in all of sports. Amazing. And I say that because of speaking with former baseball players, basketball players, uh, football players, yada, yada, who have come into our world who are like, this is no joke, man. So that's it. I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. I'm going swimming. <laughs> All right. Go swimming. Tommy, Bully, thank you so pond. much for the insight. If you liked what Pool, you but heard, but a pond would be good for you. Please subscribe to the Busted Open podcast. You get exclusive content like the master's class that you're listening to today that you can't get anywhere else. Also, we are live Monday through Saturday for three hours a day on Sirius XM Fight Nation. And please go to our merchandise page. Go to podswag.com slash busted open because podswag.com slash busted open has all of our merchandise, including swimwear and summer wear that's available right now. And yes, bully, uh, we do have a brand new show on Sirius XM fight nation. That's part of the busted open family. And that is busted open after dark with our very own bully, right? That comes on immediately after AEW Dynamite. So make sure you check that out as well. A lot of different ways to hear. And we got some exciting news that's going to be coming down over the next few weeks that I think the Busted Open Nation is really going to love. So make sure you stay tuned. Uh, So for myself, for Tommy Dreamer, for Bully Ray, thank you so much for listening to Busted Open's The Masters Class. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports podcast network if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more please give a five-star rating and leave a review subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast catch the full three hours of busted open monday through saturday at 9 a.m eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156 
go to SiriusXM.com backslash busted open trial to start your free trial today.